Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders of teams that are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Scipio. The number one challenge every salesperson faces right now is how to have more conversations with more potential customers and land more appointments. And that's why you need to check out Scipio today. I've had too many sales leaders share with me how Scipio has transformed their ability to make contact with customers faster and easier than ever before. If you don't have texting as part of your modern sales process, you need to. Scipio has the best automated texting platform I've ever seen. Scipio's texting platform will help you build personalized relationships at scale in an authentic way your customers will appreciate. Salespeople using Scipio, they say big things happen. They're seeing a 5x improvement in landing appointments and a 40% lift in show rates. And that leads to more conversations, which we all know leads to more sales. And while the results speak for themselves, don't take my word for it. Head over to Scipio.com and use the code ROB, that's R-O-B, for a 30-day trial on the plan of your choice, courtesy of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Again, that's Scipio.com and use the code ROB to see just how good a modern messaging platform can be. Now, get ready for some serious insights from this week's sales leader who's making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. Today, we are joined by one of our rare repeat guests. Heather Monahan joined me over a year ago and was one of the top three most downloaded episodes of all time on our show. And we've had some killer guests, so she's in rare air with this one. Heather has had a remarkable career in sales and sales leadership. She was the CRO of a wildly successful company, but now she's become one of the top authors top speakers, and top podcasters in the world. Her first best-selling book, Confidence Creator, it's changed the lives of people worldwide. And her second book, which I am sure will also be a bestseller, Overcome Your Villains, it's available now for order. She's been recognized as one of the top 40 women keynote speakers for 2020. She hosts an award-winning podcast, Creating Confidence, which if you aren't listening to it, you need to go subscribe to it and start listening to it now. She's had a huge impact on salespeople and sales teams all around the world. She's actually a coach to several of the people that I've had as guests on the show. Uh, Heather, listen, she's one of my favorite people to follow. She's got insights I always find helpful. And if you can't tell, I'm really excited to have her back on ever since that original episode aired last year. We are in for a really big treat. If you are new to Heather, put your seatbelt on because it's going to be fun. I'm excited to have her back. Heather. Welcome back to the show, and thanks for joining me. Rob, thanks so much for having me back on. I'm so excited to be here. Well, you've done a lot of stuff. I can't believe I went back and listened to our first episode of getting ready for this. It was like this weird thing called COVID was like starting. We were like, we'll see what happens with this. You know, a lot has changed since we first had you on the show. I can't wait to catch up. But why don't we start? Because our show's grown a lot. We've got thousands of people that we didn't even have when we talked last time. Why don't you introduce yourself and what you do for your clients and let's go from there. 
Sure. So um, as you said, I'm Heather Monahan. Um, I'm a keynote speaker. I've become during this time a virtual speaker primarily. I actually have a live event this Friday in real life. I'm so excited, but I've been doing a lot of virtual speaking. Um, and I'm an author. As, as you mentioned, I have a new book out, Overcome Your Villains with HarperCollins Leadership. And I am a podcast host, Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan. So yeah, doing all the things. And you're doing it really, really well. Um, I, I have referred people over to you that I work with in my practice, and uh, I'm a big fan. So I, I, thanks for joining us back. It was fun having you last time. I think we're going to pick up and kind of talk about kind of where it finished last time, because if confidence was important at the beginning of COVID, I think it's even way more important now 20 months later. Fair to say? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, everyone's been going through so much, and it's Number one, I think it's important for all of us to give ourselves some grace, right? I mean, we're just the pressure cooker everybody is in between media, the, the fighting with politics, you know, people on social media attacking one another. And we're just all exposed to a lot of negativity that really wasn't as prevalent, you know, pre-COVID. So I'm definitely working on um, giving grace and... Um, and really, like you were saying earlier, you know, tuning into myself instead of so much tuning into what's happening outside. Well, let's sit on that since I, like, I really do feel like you're one of the very best I've ever come across when it comes to this. Let me set the stage. So I, I like you speak at a lot of things. Um, when I'm asked to be speaking to sales leaders right now, Heather, I used to get asked a lot about tactics like leadership tactics or sales tactics stuff that they could like implement right away to have a better year. Now, nobody's asking me to talk about that. They're all talking to me to talk about how do we manage what's going on between our ears? How do, you know, how do we, how do we take charge of what's on the inside? Because we are for sure not in charge of what's going on on the outside. Can we start talking about that? Because I, I think we started to hit on that. I'd love to get your perspective. You know, what could a sales leader do in the midst of all this change with their teams as they lead them through the end of this year and into next? You know, the best thing, in my opinion, they can do is take care of themselves, right? Because if they're not showing up as a, you know, a well cared for person, that's going to reflect on the team. The team's going to see that. So number one, right, you're under a lot of pressure, you're, you're struggling, you're having a tough time. Maybe your kids were virtual school, whatever your challenges were, let's pump the brakes and talk about the things you can do to take care of yourself first. And then we can talk about, you know, the team after that. So number one, prioritize yourself and your health. And, and I'll tell you, I went through a really stressful time. I started getting panic when I was driving in my car, never happened to me before in my life. I'm 47. Right. So obviously just from the underlying pressures going on in life, something was bubbling up inside me. Instead of saying, oh, I'm just going to live with this, I said, oh, heck no, I need help. And I reached out to a hypnotherapist who I had worked with before, who literally I call him Houdini. And this guy, within a matter of three weeks time, completely eradicated this issue out of my life. And so through this, you know, over the last month, I've really been working a lot on mindfulness, you know, taking um, deep breaths, going outside just for simple walks. That's another way to release some anxiety and calm yourself down. I started adding supplements, holy basil, um, theanine, right? These are things you can get at Whole Foods that really help you to calm yourself down and get rid of anxiety, which everybody has. I started putting myself first, you know, prioritizing my workout every day. That was really important to me. 
setting an alarm for me to go to bed at night because I wasn't sleeping enough, right? So there's so many things that we can all do, whether it's yoga, meditation, whatever it is for you, right? You've got to figure out what resonates with you, but make yourself that priority and start caring for yourself first so you can in turn go out and care for the world. I think that's super smart. Um, One of the things I've noticed with sales leaders as I work with them, Heather, and you probably have seen similar things, in the last 20 months, I think leaders have gotten really good at like letting people prioritize themselves, but these same leaders are not as good at prioritizing themselves. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, the problem is your people, you're modeling for people, right? So right. that's something that people don't think of. If you're showing up as a stressed out, um, undervalued version of yourself because you're putting everyone else ahead of you, that's what they're going to start modeling. They're going to start giving you back what you are giving them. Don't lose sight of that. Well, I think that that's a big enough deal that people, again, sales leaders, I, I just got off the phone with one of my people in a one-on-one today and, um, and, and that, that's this person's problem. I mean, they're like, yeah, I'm, I've got all these people. They're so good at being supportive of people, but they aren't. I loved how you talked about taking care of yourself. There was a lot of things you talked about. It was, it, 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 it's, it's not just not working. You're doing things to, intentionally to recharge. I, I think about the mobile phone, right? If I don't put it on that that platform exactly right before I go to bed, it doesn't line up the charger with the battery. And when I wake up, it's just as dead as when I went to bed, right? Not working is not the same as recharging. And so I love that you say taking care of yourself and you just rattled off three or four things that are helping you put things back inside because our job as sales leaders, you know, you've done it at a high level. It's not an easy job. It takes a lot. And well, for anyone that, that struggles, people do it. you know, anyone that's struggling, Rob, with that idea of putting themselves first is hard. Look to the airlines, right? Every time that you take a flight, they say to you, okay, if we yeah. run into trouble, we're going to drop oxygen masks. Do not give the oxygen mask to someone else. Take it for yourself first. And once you have saved yourself, then take care of everyone in your row. That is exactly the same advice you need to apply to your life. That is not being selfish. It's being selfless. So I want to talk about when I, when you were talking about like the stuff that goes on inside of us, I was writing down some notes and I've already started, I'm half page deep on you already. I listened to your notes. There's two words that you said that I want to dive into if we can. And then I want to get into this concept of villains in our, in our lives and in our careers, because I, I can't wait to get into that. Cause I think it's going to be something super important for all of our leaders. The first one, I'll tell you what both words were. And then maybe we talk about it at the same time, or you can pick one or the other. I wrote down, you know, mindset, what's going on in our minds. And also what do we really believe? Like, what are your true beliefs about who you are? And can you talk a little bit about those? Are those skills, are those things you can develop? Are those things that leaders can have impact on with the people that they lead on, on minds and on beliefs? Or or, or is that kind of, you got what you got? No. Oh my gosh. I want to get into beliefs. And here's why I have a three-step process in my new book that will allow anyone to overcome adversity. The first step is beliefs, right? So it's ironic that you bring that up. Here's the thing with beliefs and, and, and the formula that I share in my book is the first step when you're facing any adversity is to deconstruct that belief to the actual basis of what is factual, right? So for anyone listening right now, whatever challenge you're facing, okay, I want you to go through this exercise. Okay, so let's say, we'll use me as an example. I got fired from corporate America a couple of years ago. And when I walked out of there, here was my belief. 
I've lost everything. They've taken everything from me. I might not be able to pay my bills. I might not work again. Okay, that was my belief in that moment. I had to sit with myself and deconstruct that belief to fact, okay? So then I said, did I lose, did they take everything from me? No, they can't take my experiences. They can't take my expertise. They can't take my network. They can't take my personality, my skills. They took my paycheck. So I wrote down, they took my paycheck, okay? So that part of the belief is true. They took my paycheck. They did not take everything. Now on to the next thing. I'll never work again. That was something I started telling myself. There is zero factual basis for that. In fact, there's a past and a history that shows otherwise that I've worked many different places, found success in many different places. And if the past repeats itself, I'm probably going to find success again. So boom, no, obliterate that, get that out. Go through that process on that belief. And oftentimes we're just telling ourselves an old story, right? So we have stories from our childhood that we still carry around today. You've got to work to deconstruct those beliefs, deconstruct those stories, get it to the factual basis that you know it is an absolute truth. And once you sit with that, let me tell you, it's so much better than what you were concocting your mind originally. Alex. I like that. So step one is deconstruct beliefs. We just put the the other parts of that process in there. So it's really easy for our listeners because our listeners are going to eat this up. This idea of three ways to make sure that I can build beliefs. Number one is deconstruct it down to what's the facts. And then what were the other parts? The, so it's a three-step process, beliefs, action, yeah. and knowledge. So the first Got step it. we just went through beliefs. The next yep. thing is you have to take action. Right. And so a lot of people will talk about things they're going to do or think about things they're going to do and then get paralyzed with I'm overwhelmed or I fear you don't have that opportunity in this in this plan. Right. Beliefs, action and knowledge. It comes the minute you deconstruct that belief, you are forced to take action. And it doesn't matter. I want people to know this. I'm not saying you have to go do the craziest, biggest action step in the world, but you have to take some action because momentum will be created by moving forward and taking an action step, but you've got to hit that first domino so that it starts tipping the other ones so that you get moving. So taking an action step is that next move. For me, when I got fired, that first action step I took was once I deconstructed the beliefs, I posted on social media. I have just been fired and I need your help. If I've ever helped you, I need to hear from you now. That was my action step. That action step went viral and I had so many opportunities as a result, but it all started with the fact that I was willing to take action. And once you deconstruct that belief, your next move is to step into action. I love this framework. What a great framework. Um, That's something that every single person, and what I love about it, you're taking me back in time when we talked last time where you said one of the, the important confidence creators was to act, right? Just doing, even if you're creeping along and, it reminds me, Heather, of like when you've been in, in traffic, like I, I thought of this when, when I was driving to a football game, I was in bad traffic going zero miles an hour, just getting to the point where I was at five miles an hour, four miles an hour. I literally said, I remember saying to my son, Hey, well, at least we're moving, right? At least we're moving. And like that optimistic tone in my voice, I may not be going as fast as I want to go, but at least I'm going. I, I, I haven't forgotten how you shared that. I, I love. I love that that deconstruction because you're right. There's a lot of lies out there, but I love that it's about action. It's sometimes people like that idea of, and I'll shut up here in a second, that if you believe it, you can achieve it. It sounds really good in a talk. It looks really good on a slide, but what do you do with that? That's why I like your framework. You know, make sure you act. So 
Okay, so I the like next that. step after you take action, right? So we deconstruct the belief, we, we take action, and I'm a big fan of massive action, but you don't have to, you can take uh, small no. action to get yourself moving, but I, I do believe in massive action. The next thing that you need to do is you need to surround yourself with knowledge, right? Knowledge is that third step. Now, this is a repeatable process, right? But here, and to my example that I was sharing with you, I put the post up, right? I deconstructed the beliefs on getting fired. I, I got to the fact, which was I, I lost my paycheck. That was it. Not that bad. Now, I took action. I put myself out there. I asked for help. That landed me on the Elvis Duran show, which in that moment, I had surrounded myself with knowledge. I was surrounding myself with someone who was light years ahead of me, super, super successful. And halfway through that interview, he looked at me and said, well, obviously, you're writing a book. And I wasn't right. I wasn't writing a book. But in that moment, I had chosen and curated the people I was surrounding myself with. So I was accessing the right knowledge of people to cheer me on, challenge me to grow. A lot of times what happens is we go back to our family or our friends from high school. And and as those people, they might be nice people. They care about you. They're not ahead of you in business or life the way that you want to be going. So you've got to stop relying and accessing knowledge from people who haven't been where you're going to go. Okay, that's another big one. I I think the idea of of saying, I'm going to go and get that knowledge from people who have walked where I want to walk or they have sat in the chair I'm sitting in. Yep. Like the very greatest performers, I don't care if it's sports or the arts or whatever it is, right? They all have a coach that helps them get there faster, right? The fastest point is from A to B is a straight freaking line. And um, I think that we have to remember, we got to invest in ourselves. We can't just hope that our companies that we work for will invest in us. I hear that all the time. Oh, I haven't been invested in since I was onboarded. I hear that all the time, right? Me too. <laughs> and um, yeah. And so, so any thoughts about that, about taking charge of where you get that knowledge rather than hoping that it's provided to you? Yeah. So there, there's a few different ways, right? First of all, social media is free. YouTube is free. You can go ahead and get, I can get your keynotes, Rob, when I need to pick me up, right? I can read a book, you know, something that costs $20. So again, investing in yourself and curating the right knowledge, accessing that right knowledge, it doesn't cost a million dollars. There's definitely free ways you can do it. You can immerse yourself in, but you've got to really curate it and be smart about who are you accessing the knowledge from. However, there are other ways. You can hire a one-on-one coach, right? You can can download a set of podcasts. There's so many different ways to do it, but I'll tell you, the best investment I've ever made is the investment I've made in myself, right? Not buying my condo or my car, that stuff. It, yeah, it's great. And you want to like where you live and what you drive. But I'll never forget five years ago, I invested in a, a big photo shoot and a big brand launch. And I launched a personal brand. And that cost me a lot of money. And it took a lot of man hours. And it, I put a lot of thought and effort behind that. That personal brand is what saved me when I did get fired, right? So the best investment I ever made was actually investing in me and taking that chance to put myself out there, do something different and risk the haters coming, which of course they did. But in the end, that risk is what really paid off for me. All right. I could sit on this belief thing for a long time and I would like, we could have a whole episode just on this three-step kind of model. And I think everybody that listens to the show would be better off for it. I'm going to tell them, reach out to you buy your book, uh, go to your podcast. You'll talk about, they'll get more. I want to talk about villains. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the book. I want to talk more about the premise that's behind it. You talked a little bit about the first time that you were on my show 
And we actually say in the show that we're going to come back and talk about it. So let's do that now. Okay. <laughs> when you say villains, what are you referring to? And how does that relate to these sales leaders that you got? You got several thousand sales leaders listening to you right now. When you're saying villains, what are you referring to? Okay. Uh, what I'm referring, referring to is that oftentimes you'll have people that are in your circle but they're not in your corner. That's a villain, right? It, there's obvious villains out there. The real jerks that we see, right? They might as well have a mask on and be, you know, in a cartoon. You know who those villains are. But the tougher ones to spot that we really need to be self-aware about are the ones that we walk away from second-guessing ourselves. The ones that we walk away from feeling drained energetically, starting to wonder, you know, what's wrong with us. The more you become self-aware, the, the faster you're going to start spotting these villains and the quicker you overcome these villains and get rid of them and fire them from your life, the, the sooner you create space and opportunity for good and like-minded people to show up and start supporting you. And when that happens, that's where the magic happens. So how do you do that? I mean, that's, I love this whole principle, this idea that it's easy to have a big circle, right? But it's rare to have people that are in your corner. You know, that concept, I love it. Like we could have a whole show on just that, Heather. And if all they do is they start focusing on building, like, I think I'm lucky if you can have like just one or two, like true people in your corner, you have a, that's massive. We have people that have 30,000 LinkedIn followers and 50,000 whatevers. And you may have nobody in your corner. How, How do you get someone in your corner? What does it mean to truly have someone in your corner? Well, first of all, it starts with you, right? You got to point that finger at yourself first. Are you showing up as the authentic, real version of you? And, and I've got experience not doing that, right? When I was in corporate America at one point in time during my career, I was told a lot, don't dress like that. Don't speak up so much. Mm. Take it down or not. I started showing up as a B-rate version of myself. When you're not your real authentic self, you will not attract the right people to you. You will attract and pull in the wrong people. So the more I showed up as a watered down version of me, the more I I attracted the wrong people towards me. So how could they really be in my corner if I wasn't really being me? I wasn't being the honest version of myself. The number one thing someone has to do to get people in your corner is to show up and shine your light as that real, authentic, flawed version of yourself. Mm. And that can be hard to do because you use that word that's scary to so many people. And you already know what the word is, uh, flawed, right? And, uh, it, it, that's, that's a word that we all have and, but we don't all like to talk about. We're in this social media world where we want to always show the most awesome version of ourselves. And it's, it's hard to accept flaws sometimes, isn't it? Well, here's the thing. I, I worked side by side with a woman who pretended to be perfect for years and I hated it. It was so uncomfortable to be around, right? Cause nobody is flawless and no one is perfect and takes so much effort to try to be that way that I decided to say, I'm going to strip perfect down to what it really is. Pull that veil off. It's fear showing up with a veil on a cover that tries to pretend to be perfect. Right? So I'm going to start calling perfect what it is. It's fear. You're scared. And, And the more I started seeing it that way, I started saying, you know, when I show up and tell people my feet stink, they're going to realize I'm not perfect. And they're going to realize this girl's not scared. Holy cow, this girl's real. And so I started stepping into that and sharing some of these flaws. And I also, for people who struggle with this, another um, way to reframe it in your mind, find someone on your team, someone that you say, I see this person, they're not showing up as their real self, they're, they're, they're doubting themselves. 
I'm going to do it for them. Because if you can't do it for yourself, if you're saying I'm too scared to show up with my flaws, do it for that person you care about on your team or in your company or in your family somewhere that you see is struggling way worse than you are and show up as the real version of you for them because you might inspire them. And if you inspire them to start, start showing up as their real self, you can change the trajectory of their life. Absolutely. So let's, 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 okay. So that's the first one, this authenticity, best version of you. Uh, When I first met you over a year ago, you were using the term firing your villains. Now you're calling it overcoming them. That's to me, I bet that's not just a semantic change. That sounds to me like you thought that through even more and that might be more applicable. I'm interested in what, when you say overcoming them, what are you like, how, how, how does that work? Well, it's funny. Here's the truth, right? So I signed with HarperCollins Leadership for my new book. My first book I wrote on my own. So I had one person to check in with on the first book. Her name name was Heather, right? And I would say, okay, this is what you're doing. My second (laughs) book, I came up with the title, Firing Your Villains. And HarperCollins Leadership said, we're going to go to market. Data doesn't lie. Let's test a bunch of different names. We tested this one. And this title blew away all of my other titles. So, you know, again, data doesn't lie. So we, we had to go with this one. However... You know, the more that I've been working with the title of this book, I've realized something until I overcame the villains around me, I wasn't able to address the one within me. And and that's the real Mm. villain we all have is the one inside of us. You're not always going to be able to fire every villain that's out there. And you don't need to because you just need to overcome them so you can ultimately deal with the real challenges you have within yourself. Okay, so I... I dig that. So this comes full circle again. If the real, if the the real villain is the one that's inside you, I I, I want to sit on that. Can we sit on that for a second? Sure. Uh, I, I believe that the person that we have the most conversations with in our life, the person that we talk to the most, is ourself, right? Of course. And we have more conversations with ourselves than anyone else. And so any tactics around making sure that that conversation is a good one? Because if the real villain is the one that's in ourself. I can tell you why I like the term overcoming villains then, because I can never fire myself, right? I just want to be that best version of myself. And, and so like this gets a lot of my attention because sales leaders, I don't think enough of them work on mindset in their coaching because they themselves don't know how to do that very well. And so we go back to the numbers, we go back to the spreadsheet. And all of a sudden, without meaning to, we're devaluing people down to just what they've done on the spreadsheets. And I think that the very best sales leaders are good at helping people have better conversations with themselves. And I'm really interested if you have like a couple of pointers, like some of your like top of mind things, here's how some, here's some things you can do to help make sure that conversation with yourself is as good as it could be. Sure. So first of all, you can listen to your inner voice and hear what you're already saying, or you can coach yourself. There's science back that shows coaching yourself is the answer. So I fundamentally say to myself, okay, when I get into a negative headset, I step out of my body and my mind, right? And I, I look at myself and I say, hey, Heather. And I talk to myself as if I'm a different person. I've had neuroscientists on my podcast that walk you through why this changes the way that you speak. Speak to yourself and coach yourself the way you would one of your teammates, one of your employees, and give yourself that encouragement and and call yourself out. This is bullshit right now, okay? You are better than this. I know you're better than this. You've been through harder times. You can take this on. Have that, speak to yourself. Don't just listen to that negative uh, tape run in your head, right? You can stop that tape and change it. 
The other thing is frequency sells, right? And this is something I learned in media. If you hear messaging all of the time, ultimately that's going to impact and imprint the people listening. So I write down things that I want to say to myself. I am confident. I am powerful. I am successful. Whatever my I am statements are. And then I use them with frequency. I read them seven times a day. Every time I wash my hands with stupid COVID, I'm saying those things. I challenge myself. Okay, whenever I wash my hands, I do my I am affirmations. I can't help but smile now when I wash my hands because I'm saying I am confident. I am powerful. I am successful. I feel great about myself. So retrain and, and leverage some of your habits, whether it hand washing or otherwise, to, to use that, that strategy that frequency sells. And you can convince yourself of things. Choose the things you want to convince yourself with. And then the other thing I would say is we would never speak negatively to a child. We would never speak negatively to an elderly person who's ill. So pick someone in your life that you love or find a picture of yourself as a child and put that in your wallet. And anytime you start running that negative tape, pull that picture out and speak to yourself the same way you would to that child. Whenever I stop myself and say, I would never speak like this to my son, I start talking to myself the same way I really would talk to my son. And it's such a better dialogue. Thank you for sharing both of those. I want to sit on the first one for a second. I love them both. That's so good. Uh, you're giving me a coaching session. Forget about the, th- the other people listening to us right now. You're making me better right now, Heather. So thank you. I think that the most powerful words in the English language are the words that follow the two words, I am. I, I, I believe that for a long time. Whatever they are, they become the most powerful words. Do you think, I'm interested to get your take on this. Is it good? Is it a smart move for a sales leader to A, make their own list of IMs. I loved how fast you rattled your IMs off. And should they be encouraging the people they lead to have their version of those IMs? Is that something they should be doing? Listen, if it resonates with them, right? So here's the thing. There's, there is not a one prescription way to get your mindset right or become confident or become your best self. You need to listen to the one voice that matters. That's your own right? This is what works for Heather Monahan. It is not going to be what works for every single person out there. And I know that. However, it's going to work for a lot of people, but you have to check in with you first. So I believe there's no harm in trying something that can't hurt you. Practicing this I am strategy is not going to hurt you. There's no negative downside to it, right? So try it first and do it for a week or two. And if you're saying, you know what, this resonates with me. I feel good about this. Then go ahead and share it with your team. But don't take my word for it because you really want to own something and say, I tried this myself because your team will appreciate that you're being transparent about it too. So you've given us some really great tech. I love the the picture. I love the IMs. Like seriously, I, I think the IMs thing is one of your greatest assets you can have is what those IMs are. That's You said it works for Heather. I can say it works for Rob. For sure it works for Rob. Because I want to talk about this. We have just a little bit left. Two things I have left that I wanted to try and hit in the little bit of time we have. Um, Let's do this one first, and then I know what order. Doubts. Everyone faces doubts. Doubts are going to creep in from time to time. They have to be a form of a villain, right? We could take it overcoming villains. We could make it overcoming doubts, and probably some of your stuff would still apply to that. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts around as people face doubt? So here's why I say it. C- customers have changed how they buy. Markets have sometimes changed how they perform. You used to give a lot of live stuff and then it was all virtual and now you're swinging back to live again, right? Um, 73% of customers have said they've changed how they buy. Only 14% of companies have said we've changed how we sell. 
when doubts creep in, any advice on what you do when you start to feel that doubt that comes? Yeah. So I, and thank you for bringing up the speaking example, because I'll use myself as an example, right? So I said, I have a live in-person event Friday. I know I'm not nervous right now. Come Friday, because I have only done three live events in the past year and I do 900 Zoom ones, I'm better at Zoom now because competence is a way to create confidence, right? The more you practice something, the better you, you get it. I know I'm going to be nervous on Friday. So I, I build in levers for myself to pull because I can anticipate. So if you can anticipate, I, I bet mm. doubt's going to creep in at this time. I bet I, I'm making some changes, right? Here's some of the things that I do. Number one, write down three things that you thought were going to go bad other times in your life or career that you were like, ah, oh, this isn't, I'm really scared. For me, that's my TEDx talk. I was freaking out, right? I killed it. So I write that down because the minute I see it, I'm like, oh, that's right. You were really nervous that day and you pulled that <laughs> one off. That gives you the social proof that this you're going to pull this one off too, right? So write down three times in your, in your business life that you were very scared to do something. You had doubt creeping, yet you still killed it, okay? And I know they're, they're in there. Another thing that I would do is I write on the bottom of my shoes. I can and I will. I write that on my shoes when I'm feeling super confident. So in those low moments, when I start doubting myself, I remember who I really am. I send messages to myself. I have messages that pop up on my calendar. I save screenshots when people send me, Heather, you changed my life doing A, B, C, and D. Mm. I save that so I can reconnect to my why. If I, if I remember my why, I'm here to help people. I'm here to do good. You're here to, to solve problems for clients. Save those, those positive messages you get and look at those I have in my, on my iPhone fam love. I go to that file. I read through these things. I reconnect to my why. I remember why I'm doing it. On Friday, I'll go to this speech. And as I go in there, I'll start getting nervous. I'll have my lavender scent with me, which I prime my brain all the time. Whenever I smell it, I get very centered. I'll play my Kanye West playlist of my life that I listen nice. to every single time I go into something big. I primed my mind. When I hear this, I'm about to do something great. Right. So I really trained my mind and you can train your mind too. music is a really powerful way to do it. So it really puts me in this mindset that I tune everything else out. I put the earbuds in. I get in my zone. Of course, I practice. Right. Of course, I put the time and effort in ahead of time. But if you take those steps and go through those paces, you will alleviate a lot of that self-doubt. Those are fantastic because I, I guess that what I would want to say is, listen, you're one of the most confident people that I've come across. I love your confidence. I find it contagious. It fires me up. I, like I'm ready to go do crazy things now. Like you got me fired up. If even the most confident person who speaks 900 times on Zoom speaks all over the place, if you get nervous, if you have doubts sometimes, Everyone does. And so I love that you can have tactics for what do you do when doubts creep in. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's something that we can do with everyone is here's what you do when you feel that doubt, because you can overcome it. You can overcome those things. And that's what makes belief isn't something you just have or don't have. It grows as you do things. Mm -hmm. So last question for you. And then we're out of time. We'll let get, I want to give you time to tell everybody how to get your book and connect with you and all the different places they can find you. Cause there's tons of them and they need to hear all of them. Um, you've given me good examples of what they can do to overcome villains. You've given us great examples of what they can do to start becoming a more assertive and confident leader and individual. Is there like one or maybe two things that you say, whatever you do, stop doing these things right now. These things, stop it. If all you do is do these, you'll at least go out of reverse and you'll get into neutral now. 
right? Is there one or two of those things? You know, this is, I don't know if this answers your question exactly, but one thing I'm going to ask everyone to do right now, pick your head up outside of your industry. Okay. Because this is something I didn't do. I was just in routine mode in familiar zone. Pick your head up outside of where you are. Start reading about different industries. Start connecting to people in different industries. I was in an industry in decline for 10 years. I am no longer. Make your life easier. Start seeking out industries that are in a growth phase. Because if you're talented in a declining industry, let me tell you, you're going to be a flipping all-star in a growth industry. So that's one thing that I've learned. Another thing is don't Mm. take advice from people who haven't been where you're going. That is such a powerful piece of advice. You know, I... I had asked my sister who never wrote a book what she thought about my new book. She told me I shouldn't publish it, right? And I was Stop. I almost didn't publish it. I almost didn't publish it. But but here's the thing, that's not on her, that's on me. Why am I sitting there asking her when she never wrote a book? Right? So go ask the guy that wrote 19 books for his advice. Don't ask someone who hasn't written a book yeah. and start asking yourself methodically, wait a minute, has this person been where I want to go? If not, I'm, I'm going to keep it moving. I can have ice cream with that person, but I don't need to talk business strategy with them. Those are two great ones, man. Thank you for sharing those. All right. So we're, we're, we're out of time. I want to make sure that we have time to do this. So that was a killer conversation. Heather, I want to thank you on behalf of a lot of people that will be better off because they listen to this conversation that we had, but talk to us now about how more of you, how do they connect with you? Talk about your book for a second. Maybe like the, the highlight of the book. What does it cover? Why should they get it? Where do they get it? Okay, so Overcome Your Villains is everywhere. Every country, every, I mean, it's crazy. HarperCollins Leadership has this thing everywhere. So it's super exciting. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, it's really all about mastering your beliefs, action, and knowledge to overcome any adversity in business or life. So if you are anyone that has had to face adversity and would like to have a powerful three-step process to overcome it, this book is for you. And I don't know anyone who isn't facing some adversity in life or doesn't anticipate more adversity to come. If you go to overcomeyourvillains.com, you can download my $500 bonus bundle when you order the book. You're going to get my $299 confidence video course. You're going to get my workbook that I just created. You're going to get, I mean, you're getting so many things just for buying the book. So go to overcomeyourvillains.com. When you buy the book, you get all of these amazing added value assets to get you launching over those villains immediately and realizing your best life. Yeah. I'll tell you, I will be one of the people that's getting my hands on that book and put it on that bookshelf that you see there after I go through it. I can't wait to get my hands on it. They want to connect with you. How, how else do they get the other stuff? Like maybe your podcast or you share a lot of content on LinkedIn. I love, I love your presence there. Anything you'd recommend for our, our listeners if they want to pick up more of what you're putting down? Sure. I'm on all social media at Heather Monahan. My podcast is called Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan. You can find it anywhere that you find any podcast. And my main website is heathermonahan.com. I have lots of free opportunities for people there for email programs, confidence tips, and, and, and a lot of different things. Final thought. We've talked for 40, 45 minutes almost right now. We're about to hang up with each other. It's been fantastic. There is one thing you say to our sales leaders everywhere. Is there one last thing you'd say as you sign off? Oh my gosh. Um, 
the most important thing you can do is believe in you and challenge yourself, right? You want to be your number one champion, but you want to be your number one challenger. Don't settle for what was good enough yesterday and don't get hung up on the idea of perfect. It doesn't exist. Done will always be better than perfect. Move fast, break things and go for more. Heather, you're the best. She's helping people all around the world overcome their villains. She's helping them learn about the power of belief. Uh, she's creating people that are acting instead of hiding. Uh, it's Heather Monahan, someone that I've really enjoyed uh, getting to know a little bit. Heather, thanks not for joining me once. Thanks for, co- for coming again. And on behalf of sales leaders everywhere, you know, thank you and good luck to you in the launch of your book and everything else you're doing. Rob, thank you so much for having me and thanks for all of your support. Hey everyone, welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, I gotta thank my friends at Scipio for their support of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Listen, texting is one of the last platforms where you can really differentiate how you engage your customers. It's one of the last ones that hasn't been burned. And there is no doubt in my mind that texting needs to be part of the modern sales process. I have taken the time. I have dug into Scipio's product, and I love it. And since I started this partnership with Scipio, I've had several sales managers hit me up and tell me just how much they love the Scipio platform, its simplicity, its powerful features, and the impact texting done right creates. Man, it creates this as a no-brainer for the modern salesperson. Listen. Not all text messaging platforms are equal. If you're not sure what the differences are, you need to go to Scipio.com and check it out with a 30-day free trial, compliments of the Sales Leadership Podcast. I know the team. I know them personally. I know they'll give you an amazing experience. Take advantage of this free month with no strings. Head to Scipio. Tell them I sent you. Use the code ROB on the sign-up page. You'll be blown away at how quickly the right texting platform can change the game for the members of your team. Now, the podcast is also brought to you by my company, the Jepson Performance Group. And if you're like most sales leaders, you've been left to figure out your leadership system on your own. And if that's the case, I'd love to talk to you. Because while there's no shortcuts, you can get there faster if you take the most direct route. Today, Heather was talking about exactly that. Don't ask for advice from people who haven't been where you are or aren't trying to get where you're trying to be. It's very likely I've sat in your chair. I've faced the challenges that you're facing. I work with a lot of leaders in similar boats to yours, and I can help you get answers quicker without having to go through the expensive process of figuring it out on yourself. And if you liked this content from Heather today on the podcast, you're going to love my private community for sales leaders, Sales Leadership United. I've got my very best content, over 100 hours of training materials, another private podcast there on everything I'm working on. And it's something that you will love to find exactly how powerful it is to have a coach in your corner. So give it a shot. The greatest performers in the world in every discipline invest in themselves. Save your most precious resource. It's time. Okay, small, teeny tiny improvements create disproportionate results. And the sooner you find those, the bigger your success will be. And if you want to find them faster, hit me up. Now, it was awesome to have Heather rejoin me for round two. One of our all-time most downloaded uh, guests on the show. I hope you can see why. I love her energy. I love her passion. And she has a unique skill. She has this emphasis and expertise around confidence. 
Confidence is so important, and it is not a soft skill. It is a skill that you can coach. It is a skill you can teach. It is something that you can develop for yourself, and you can develop in the people that you lead. I hope you can see why she's had so much success in her career. She's earned every bit of it, and I find what she does super refreshing, and I hope this is not the last time we have her on the show. And as leaders, it very well may be that the greatest gift we can give those we lead is the gift of belief. And as you go down the home stretch of 2021 and into 2022, I think we all need to get really aware of what the difference makers are. Difference makers, that's something you should write down and start thinking about. I'm going to be talking a lot about that with our guests that are coming up is how to be a difference maker because the difference makers are almost never on the outside. It isn't the state of the virus or the new strand that we have. Okay. It isn't the activities of your competitors and, and what they're doing. It's, it's not ever what's happening all around us. The difference maker is almost always happening on the inside It's what's happening inside of us. And I hope you notice something Heather said as we started this episode. She mentioned tuning in to yourself being more important than tuning in to what's happening on the outside. Now, Heather's new book is about overcoming your villains. And I want to use a different word that starts with V. The word I want to use is victor. I want to talk about how you can be a victor rather than a victim so you can overcome those villains. And Heather's lived this. So we have the perfect person to speak to this. She shared her story a little bit uh, on this episode and, and how she had to overcome some, some challenges and turned out that all they were was doorways to bigger things happening. And the gateway for all of it was belief and, and how she had to build it. And I loved how she shared the exercise of deconstructing a belief down to the bare minimum facts. That's a big deal. If all you listen to is go back and listen to that a couple times on how you boil it down to the facts, you're going to be better off. It's a reason enough to buy her book is to get into that process. Because I agree with Heather. Too often, the villains in our life are our beliefs. So helping those that you lead get that gift of belief, that's precious. Belief is something that's irresistible. Belief is something that's contagious. And if you can help those you lead have beliefs, that's the, that are strong and that, that are positive and that, that, are, that are healthy, those are things that are going to fuel their individual journeys. Because I also believe that we have more conversations with ourselves than we do anyone else. That self-talk is a big deal. And we need that conversation. We need those conversations we have with ourselves to be positive ones. And they got to be real ones. And you've got to be able to be that trusted source for yourself. And you've got to be that trusted resource for your reps. I love Heather, okay? She said it so well. People get knowledge from people who haven't been where they want to go. It's a huge mistake that they make. You get knowledge, you get advice, you get directions from people who haven't been where you are, who haven't gotten where you want to go. Why would we ask or care what anybody thinks that hasn't been where we want to go or isn't dealing with what we're dealing with? Okay, And so why would we do that? And the answer is you shouldn't. You need to surround yourself with people who can help you get where you want to go. And so you need to then, if that's the case, make sure you're the leader who can help people get places that you know about. You can help them go places that you're familiar with, that you know how to achieve and, 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 and arrive to. And honestly, that's why you have to keep learning in your journey. You have to keep growing in your journey as a leader 
Because if you don't, you're going to run out of places where you can help people get to. And that's when you lose your ability to have influence. That's when you lose your ability to be the leader who's a difference maker. And so this episode is jam-packed with insights. It is it is a terrific one that I'm super excited to share with all of you. I think it will help you give that important gift to each member of your team. It's the gift of belief. So take some time and listen to Heather's insights. Overcome your doubts. Overcome those villains. She hit on one of my very favorite tactics. Make sure you leverage the power of current I am statements. Now you may say, what's an I am statement, Rob? I believe that the words that follow the words I am are the most powerful words in the English language. Your mind doesn't care what comes after the words I am, but it will fuel the model that Heather discussed. It'll fuel your beliefs. It'll drive your actions. It'll influence your knowledge. And ultimately, it will become what you do. What you focus on is what you'll end up finding. So fix your focus. Be intentional about what you believe and how you act. Chase the things that matter. But above all, Work on what you believe because that's what everything else is built on. Heather, you're so great. Congratulations on your well-deserved successes. Uh, to all of our listeners, reach out to Heather. If you haven't already, connect with her. Follow her content. Uh, check out both of her books, Confidence Creator and Overcome Your Villains. Uh, we'll have a download uh, link in the notes for you to be able to get it. But Heather, thank you so much for joining me this week. I appreciate your contribution to the sales community. I'm excited to see what comes next for you. Thanks also to my friends at Scipio. If you have not done so already, make sure you head over to Scipio.com. Take advantage of the free 30-day trial by using the tool for yourself. You will thank me immediately when you do. Go to the sign-up link, enter the code ROB, and start commuting with, communicating with your prospects the way they want to be communicated with. You'll get results faster than you ever thought possible. And finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. If you liked this episode, please, you know, if you're comfortable, give me a five-star review on iTunes. It goes a long way in helping us get the best guests in the world on our show. But the best compliment you can give us is to share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Share it with someone who needs to hear it. And then be elite, live strong, chase your passions. And whatever you do, don't worry, just execute, because we got you. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner you know where to find me.